When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. Father's Day to all the great dads out there who have made such incredible sacrifices for their families and give them so much love and support. My guest today is my daddy, our daddy. I have an identical twin sister, and this podcast is for Father's Day. Hear his story of growing up being one of 13 siblings, his life as a little boy, him meeting our mom, and then being surprised yes surprised at birth with twins and all of the sacrifices they made for our life daddy shows up just exactly like daddy always does in the interview just as simple as he can possibly be and he's amazing he also thought he was going to a press conference so daddy welcome to the press conference today i am here with Onis Mathis. He has another name, Daddy, which he's mostly called. Um, Daddy, welcome. I know you thought you were doing a press conference today, but this is really called a podcast. So thank you for joining me today on the press conference or podcast, whatever you want to call it. Thank you very much. So you have a very unique name, Onist. Onist, right. How did you get that name? Something about my my aunt, my my daddy's my daddy's sister was named something other like that, and he got killed. He got let queued off of a power pole when uh, when he was working with a power company. That's what I heard. Now, so that's how you got the name. That's Onus. what I heard, right? Um. Well, tell me a little bit about you growing up. Well, I had a hard life. I was born and raised in the country. Nashville, Georgia. Nashville, Georgia. Not Bar- to be confused with Nashville, Tennessee. No. Nashville, Georgia. Jo- Nashville, Georgia. Bering County. I was raised up on a farm. And that's all we knew is hard work. I started working at the time I was six years old up to us. Right on up to, till uh, right on went to school. I didn't graduate though. I, I Quit in eleventh grade, went to eleventh grade, and never did finish all of the school. But but anyhow, I got enough of schooling to you know get me through self through through life and everything. But what was your favorite subject in school? Spelling. Your favorite subject in school was spelling. Spelling. <laughs> okay. Tell me about a story when you were a little boy. Well. Back when I was a little boy, all I wanted to do was fish. <clears throat> Every Saturday night, we had a little creek right back of our house. 
Uh, and I that's where I spent on Saturday night. I'd go in that creek fishing right by myself, not even have a pair of shoes on, nothing, an old lantern. Go in there and stay in there all night fishing. Come out of there with all the fish I could bring out. Do you remember taking Paula and I fishing and we lost the both of the poles in like a matter of a few minutes? I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Well, tell me a little bit about your family. Well, there's 13 of us. Eight boys and five girls. <clears throat> I was number eight. And uh, we all had a good life. You know, we looked at each, looked after each other and everything, all that, looked after each other and everything. So we kind of had it rough in school. It didn't, we didn't look at each other. You know, it was rough in school. It wasn't good at all. We went to this little community school, uh, country school, by the name of Poplar Springs. And... Uh, the uh, school closed, finally closed up in uh, 1962, I believe it was. And talk about um, Uncle Virgil. I always love you talking about Uncle Virgil. Oh. Uh, tell me a story about him. Oh, Virgil, he was just a fine person. You know, he was uh, he was younger than me. Yeah, but oh, y'all were really close. They were real close, yeah. We enjoyed doing things together and all that and... Going out and drinking a beer together and all that. And we just enjoyed it very much. So he passed away about uh, six years ago, I believe. Somewhere around about. And we all miss him very much. He was just a fine person. He was so great. He just enjoyed it very much. That's great. How Do you have any stories about y'all as kids? Well, yeah. Me and Talmadge. We was real close. We used to get out in the in the field and work together, <clears throat> and uh, I had things with the, the weed and peanuts. And I'd get on once. I'd get on one end of the field, and he'd get on the other, and we we take turns turning the mule around. And then uh, he, he when it come when it got to him, he turned the mule around for me, and we didn't even have to. Follow the mule. Just turn the mule around. That's all we had to do. And we enjoyed that. And just a lot of went, went, went out fishing. Went fishing together and all that. Which of your brothers or sisters were you closest to? Vivian. Tell me about Aunt Vivian. Well, Vivian to me was just, you know, we after we left home everything, we come to Atlanta and uh, we just uh Stayed close to each other and lived together about all the time. So, Aunt Vivian, um, so Aunt Vivian, you know that I'm doing a podcast for Father's Day um, for Daddy. I've been um, doing an interview with him. And, well, I know you and Daddy were always so close as brother and sister. Um, What can you tell me about Daddy that maybe I don't know? Well, your dad was one person. Uh, if he told you something, uh, you could you could count on it. He didn't tell you something, didn't change his mind. And uh, your dad was the only person I could live with before I ever got married. Oh. And we went through a lot. 
we had a joke going on. I had a set of china, and uh, I had bought that china from a grocery store, getting groceries, and I just treasured that china because I had never seen china before. And we every, we moved quite a bit, he and I, and every time we moved, he said, load up that china and I'll help you with it. <laughs> Well, you've always been really, really special to Daddy. So I know that you're um, such an important part of his life, and you've always been such an important part of our life. Daddy, what was your first job? Sure. I know you were, that you worked on the farm as a kid. You all had to work I on. I went to the farm at 18 years old. <clears throat> I went there force and got uh, enlisted, and then we'd come to Atlanta. And then we, uh, they put us all on a train, and we went to uh, Lackland Air Force Base with our uh, basic training. And then after that, I went to Bergstrom Air Force Base, and I stayed there for... Uh, Where's that? In Austin, Texas. Okay. Yeah. And I stayed there about uh, 14 months, and I went down to a place down there in uh, Managore Island. And I spent about a, eight months there... And I left there, and I spent about uh, 12 months over in Japan Korea. And then I come back to the United States and uh, got discharged. And is that when you started working for at Highland Bakery? I worked at Highland Bakery for about... Which is Highland Bakery, which Highland, is still around. Highland Bakery, which is still around, yeah. And uh, I worked there about uh, four years, I guess, and that's where I met Francis. And then uh, we got married, and uh, that's where I met France, and we got married in 1968. And you had, dated for 10 years. Mama has a long story about y'all dating. Yeah. Tell me about dating Mama. Well, I tell Francis, I say, I, I might see you this weekend. I don't know for sure, but I might see you. She say, okay, I'll be here, and she was always there. Aww. Anybody done me that way, I tell them, say, just keep on trucking. Don't bother about <laughs> coming back. <laughs> so that's how we asked that. So, about the, so when you said you might see her, you probably wouldn't? Probably wouldn't. But you, en- but you ended up marrying Mama. So that's about the story of Francis mm. and me. Mama's amazing. Oh, she is. She's a fine person. Um, she's not doing too good right now, but she's <clears throat> outside that she's doing pretty good. You know, just taking a day at a time. Well, tell me about when you found out Mama was pregnant. Oh my goodness, alive! That was the happiest day of my life. I didn't know we was gonna have twins, you know, till and y'all was born on the morning of nineteen seventy-two, and. Uh, the old doctor come along about told me, he said, oh, yeah, you got twins. You got twin girls. I said, I can't believe it. He said, yeah, you got twin girls. And that was amazing to me. Tell me what the doctor said. Congratulations. I wish I could have a twin like that. He come, he come in and says, you got, you got twins. You got twin girls. And he told me, he says, uh, 
They're real small. They're going to have to stay in the hospital a few weeks. And uh, so y'all stayed in the hospital. I think that you... The, I came home first, then Paula came home. You, uh, you came home first, then Paula came home about three weeks later. Had y'all to ourselves and all that. And well, I'm going to get a um, clip from Aunt Vivian telling her side of the story when she found out you had twins, but tell me about calling Aunt Vivian. Oh, I called, Aunt, I called Vivian, told her, I said, Vivian, you can't believe it. We got a set of twins, girls, <laughs> twin girls. You, you, you just, you just uh, kidding me, honest. Said, no, I'm not, I said, I got a set of twin girls. Oh, that's so awesome. So, Aunt Vivian, um, one of the things that he was talking about is having twins and that being such a surprise for he and Mama. And so, but one of the things he always loves to tell, and, and so do you, is about uh, when he called you to tell you he had twin girls. And so- yeah, back uh, when uh, you were born, you and Paula, uh, they didn't have those tests where you could tell what you were going to have. Right. So when he called me, when he called me and told me, said, Vivian, guess what? He said, I've got two babies. I've got twins. I said, honest, I don't believe you. You're just telling me that. <laughs> I said, you've you got one. And I, I, he just, no, no, Vivian, I've got two babies. I said, I don't believe it till I see it. And I just, I just didn't believe him. I mean, I, I never heard of twins in our family. So, anyway, he said, all right, you, you'll see them pretty soon. So that's the way I come to find out, y'all, that uh, you and Paula were twins. That's that's so great. He said that Grandpa said that we were the first twins in the family. And he says, uh, you're the only one in the family that had twin twins. And I just can't believe it. you got twin girls. That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, you didn't even have a name picked out for Paula, but you named me after your mother, Polly. That's right. You named after my mother. So what did the family say or Grandpa say about oh, that? Oh, he was so proud of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so y'all was, y'all was born after Ma died. Y- y'all was born after Ma died. Yeah, and Ma is Polly, right? Polly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her name was Polly, right. And so what made you name me Polly? I just wanted, I just wanted to name you that. I just, I just wanted you to be named Polly. Oh, so... You was named after my mother, and then uh, Paula just come into my mind that it's, we're going to name you Paula. So uh, Polly and Paula. You know, anytime we meet someone, they're like, I can't believe you're named Polly and Paula. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Every time I tell someone my name is Polly, they think it's so unique. Mm-hmm. And people say, I've never met a Polly before. And so I joke and say... You probably only have one Polly in your life, <laughs> but you have two. That's exactly right, yeah. <clears throat> so, you had been planning for one baby, and so 
poor Paula, she didn't even have a name, but she didn't have a bed or really you only had one of everything, right? One of everything. So, so what'd you do? While we were in the hospital, I guess y'all went shopping? I went shopping, right. I had to go get twin beds and all that. And so uh, I never forget that. We went out there somewhere out on Chester Bridge Road. Had everything out there we needed for the twins. Well, you and Mama worked so hard for our family. And Mama, she doesn't drive, and she walked every day to work at the grocery store decorating cakes. Just This is after Paula and I got a little bit older. But um, y'all really taught us our work ethic. Tell us a little bit about you working at Colonial Bakery. Well, I worked at Colonial Bakery for 37 years. What'd you do there? I've done a little bit of everything. <clears throat> but I retired in 1997, and uh, so I've been retired ever since, and so I've enjoyed every bit of it. We'll talk about your retirement in um, yeah. in just a second, but um, you did something else while um, we were growing up because you didn't want us to, you and Mama wanted us to have a better life. Got out. And wanted us to be able to go to college. We got out and cut grass from sun up to sundown, seven days a week, except what I wasn't working at the bakery. And that lasted for about four or five years, I guess, till enough I got enough of money, you know, to uh, getting through school, through college, for college. And college and all that. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. No. no. So, uh, and we appreciate it so much. I know you appreciate it. We have such great jobs. I know it. I appreciate it very much. I remember that you never missed a day of work, ever. I don't remember missing. You would go to work sick or hurt or you. Didn't make any difference. Went to work. And that just um, makes for such great work ethic example for me and Paula growing up. I got y'all through college, and it was hard. It, was, it wasn't easy, but I got y'all through college and uh, paid off. And you never said one single negative thing. As hard as it was, you working, you never said one single negative thing about work until Not you it. retired. And the only thing you said is you were so glad you never have to go back. That's right. Never had to go back. <clears throat> Didn't complain a bit. Y'all got good jobs and good girls and married good fellas, Brad and John, and uh, we love them all very much. And well, after you, um, so I'm going to ask you about Brad in a second. And so uh, we just we just had a good life. We y'all real good. I don't regret a minute of it, mm-hmm. not a bit. But it wasn't easy to get out working. Working on the side and all that. Y'all go out with me. Y'all would go out with me and help me cut grass. Y'all would go out with me and pick up trash and everything. You and all three of you would help me out. So uh, I enjoyed that, having mm-hmm. y'all with me. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't know, don't remember much. I think I happened. remember going with you. So uh, right after you retired, we found out you had cancer. Yeah. And you're a 20-year cancer survivor. That's pretty amazing. That's right. 20 years, right. You had stage 4 cancer. Mm-hmm. 
1999, operated on Dr. Bergen, operated on me for for uh, cancer, rectal cancer, and uh, I stayed in the hospital 21 days. And uh, I remember celebrating Christmas that year. Remember, yeah, we brought all of the Christmas presents to the all, hospital. <laughs> all up to the hospital, right? Well, tell us about the day Austin was born. Oh, my goodness alive. Austin. Austin is Paula's little guy, and he's now 10. He's 10, and he's so precious. He was just smart. He's just a smart little boy, and he's 10 years old now. He celebrated his 10th birthday in February, and uh, they... uh, they live in Houston now. Austin was born here in uh, in Atlanta. Do you remember me guessing his name? Yeah, best guessing his name, Austin. <laughs> so okay. Paula and John didn't tell anybody his tell name. Nobody. And one day, I was Paula and I were together. I said, uh, "I think I know what the baby's name's going to be," and Paula said. I haven't told anyone and you can't know the baby's name. And I said, I think I know the baby's name. And so she said, okay, I'm going to cover up my face. And then you tell me what you think the baby's name is. And then you'll then write it down and put it in an envelope and you can bring it to the hospital. So I told her, I said, his name is going to be Austin or Ian or Gabriel. And so Paula goes home that night and tells John, Polly knows the baby's name. And and John's like, you told her. We said we weren't going to tell anybody the baby's name. And she said, I didn't tell her. She just guessed. And so we, the night uh, when Austin was born, uh, John... um, Paula had to have a C-section, and so we were at the window when they were um, when they had brought Austin out, and John wrote Austin Gabriel on the um, on the little whiteboard, and so it was so sweet she couldn't believe that I had guessed the baby's name. Named so. <laughs> well, I remember that very well. Such a sweet story. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, tell me about the day that I married Brad. Oh, you my. were so happy that day. I was the happiest day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brad's a fine person, I'm telling you. Sarah is, too. Yeah. They're, they're my life. Oh, yeah. Brad and Sarah. Brad and Sarah. And we just crazy about her, just love her. But at the wedding, I had never seen you be happier than that moment. Um, me getting married, it was so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we went out there, who'd I, who'd I, I give this bride marriage to? I said, your mother, Paula, Austin, and John. And I. And I. <laughs> and I, right. I said, I was going to say that all the time. I, I remember, I said, Told you I was going to say that. Yeah, I do. Well, um, another amazing moment recently was when Paula graduated from Cornell with her HR executive, HR master's 
You were so proud of her. Oh, I was so proud of her. Yeah. I think you told everyone that you ever came in contact with for two years that she was going to Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> or 18 months, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, she, she, it, it paid off. I'm glad she did it. Win. Yeah. Glad she did. Huge, huge accomplishment. And it- that's one of the best days of my life right there. Her graduating <laughs> from Cornell. It's so awesome. Oh, yeah. When we were growing up, you never went out with friends a lot or never hung out with people. It's because you were spending all of your time working, right? Um, but then um, a few years after you re- you started hanging out with people at the Biscuit Place, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. First of all, what is the biscuit place? Well, it's just a it's just a place to uh, just to meet, uh, just to sit around, and socialize with your friends and all that. Get to meet a good lot of good people down there, and just to enjoy going down there every day and seeing everybody. I've loved you getting to know those guys, yeah. and it's so great to see you have. Um, them as friends, yeah. and since you know when we were growing up, you didn't really go out with people a lot, and not a whole lot, right? Um, so uh, the ladies at the biscuit place, what do they call you? Country. <laughs> All of them don't call me country. Tell me why they call you country. Well, I don't know. Uh, Roxanne, that where used. And that's where she gave me the name Country. Well, it's because you always ordered Country Ham Biscuits, is what she said. Yeah. And it's followed me up everywhere I go. (laughs) Everywhere I go, it follows me up. I I love going there with you and them calling you Country. That's so so funny. Well, you uh, had another uh, group that that you reconnected with a few years back at the Masonic Lodge. And so you have been a longtime Mason, right? Going on 50 years. And so um, you'll get your 50-year um, recognition soon next year, right? I was, uh, well, let's see, I was uh, 20, I was about 27 when I went in. I, born in, I went in in 1971. Okay, so you joined the Masons in 1971. Okay, and then you weren't involved most of your adult life as you were working and having kids. You know, you had, and then you uh, found it again, I guess, that connected with the Stockbridge. Got to Stockbridge, right. So the Masonic Lodge there, and it's been a real great community for you. Oh, my goodness, live, yeah. Met a lot of good people there. <clears throat> and y'all do they a lot. it very much. Yeah. And y'all do a lot of good things for the community too, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of good things, yeah. Enjoyed every bit of it. Oh, that's awesome. What do you like about it? Oh, I just love meeting people, going down there and meet people and have good, always have a good dinner down there, always have a good dinner. And I'm one of the furnaces ice cream. I do that. <laughs> You're known for your ice cream. I furnish the ice cream, right. <laughs> well, tell me some of the things that you're proud of. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all so I'm proud of y'all were doing good, got good jobs, married good good boys. I thank a lot of them. I thank the world of both of them. 
think just as much of one as I do the other. They're great guys. Great guys, and Sarah, and love her too. Just like she belonged to me. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Yeah. Love. We've had a good life together and all that. Um, what does it feel like being the best daddy in the world? I feel like I'm one of the best, though. I feel how like does it, it feel? How does it feel being one of the best daddies in the world? I feel very, very good. I'm telling you. <laughs> Never had no problem with y'all at all. No whatsoever. I always knew where y'all was at. Never, all the time, where y'all was at. I still do up right, most of the time up till now. Mama always says that you can't stand when you don't talk to us every day. Oh, my goodness. I've got to talk to you every day. <laughs> I feel I want to talk to you every day. Well, what else do you want to say? Well, I just want to say that I appreciate you and Paula, John, Austin, and Sarah. And I just hope y'all we can be around many, many more years. And I just hope Francis will get better and everything but she's doing so much better than she was she's doing better than she was yeah so uh, so you and mama celebrated your 50 year anniversary not uh see three years ago three years ago tell us about that 50 years so much had an invoice all my friends and all your friends all of my I just enjoyed it very much. So we had a big party had for a big you. Big party, right? And some of our family came yeah. from Florida, which was yeah. so special. Yeah, Margaret shared. They come. Vivian, she was there. Ethelie wasn't able to make the trip. Yeah. So she didn't come. So she uh, she didn't make the trip. She wanted to be there, but she wasn't. And we just enjoyed it very much. It was so nice. Yeah. We- we uh we made it really special for y'all. I know you did, and nothing like it. I enjoy every time I'm with y'all. I enjoy the best days of my life. I just look forward to seeing y'all every week if I can. But I've enjoyed it, enjoyed having y'all, and enjoyed being married to Frances. She's one of the finest person. And everybody ever... loves Mama. Oh my goodness, alive! Yeah, I wouldn't take nothing in the world for her. You're the best daddy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that, Polly. (laughs) I appreciate you doing this for me today, okay? Okay. I love you so much. I love it when you say it that way. I love you so much. (laughs) Okay, well, um, Daddy, is there anything else that you want to share on Stories Connect People podcast? I'm glad to do this. and Several years down the line, you Pick it up and listen to it and all that, okay? I love you now. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.